Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner, and with me is Dwayne Friend. Good morning, Dwayne. Good morning, Bill. So, we're going to talk about ponds and the kinds of problems you can have with ponds. In particular, I suppose we're talking about uh, farm ponds. Um, but it's the sort of thing you worry about during the summer, and we're here we are during the middle of the summer. What kinds of things do do you have to worry about with pond management? I suppose it would be like, let's start with uh, pond weeds. That is something that we get a lot of questions on this time of the year. We get people calling in uh, asking about what to do about different types of weeds and how to control them. Uh, the thing is, this time of year, it's beginning to get almost too late to really do much with pond weeds, even though they may seem like is proliferating at this time of the year. Um, one of the problems with trying to control weeds this time of the year is the fact that the pond temperatures, the water temperatures are increasing. And as the water temperature increases, the ability of that water to hold oxygen decreases. On the other hand, when you try to kill out pond weeds, like if you used a, a herbicide on them, when that organic matter is decomposing, it also takes oxygen out of the water. So with the warmer water temperatures, and if you try to kill out a lot of the pond weeds, uh, if you try to do a whole pond at once at this time of the year, you're probably going to end up with a fish kill because the oxygen levels will go way down, won't be enough oxygen in there for the uh, fish, and you'll end up with uh, a lot of fish floating up at the top of the water. Well, I can I can imagine that's one way to tell that you've got low <laughs> oxygen in the water is dead fish, but... Perhaps there's some other way of knowing before that? Well, before the, the main event could happen, and even at this time of the year, you're still going to have some of those pond weeds decomposing, starting to die out. Uh, and one way to tell if you do have low oxygen levels in the pond is to go out real early in the morning, about sunrise, and just take a look at the pond. And if you see especially large fish, maybe close to the surface, and they look like they're gasping for air, that's a giveaway that you've got low oxygen levels in the pond. Because the larger fish have a bigger oxygen demand, and they're the ones that are usually going to be affected first by low oxygen levels and in fact when you start having a fish kill it's usually going to be the large fish that you see floating up at the top first. So what can you do to improve oxygen levels in a pond? Well first of all uh, to, to keep from decreasing them anymore if you do have a large amount of, of weeds on your pond and you do want to try to control them at this time of the year uh, what you want to try to do is just do sections of a pond maybe a fourth of a pond at a time that way you're not decreasing oxygen levels over the entire amount of the pond and uh, that would still you allow you to do some weed control but wouldn't uh, decrease the amount of oxygen so much that you're going to have an entire fish kill. The other thing that you can do if, if you're not looking at having to deal with weed control and you're just wanting to raise oxygen levels in the pond is uh, to put in some type of an aerator. And there's different types of aerators that can be used. Probably one of the most common ones used would be a, a fountain type of, of aerator. That helps uh, diffuse oxygen into the water as it, as it cascades through the air. Another type of of aerator would be a, a bubbler or a, a surface agitator where it doesn't really throw the water up in the air like a fountain but it agitates the water close to the surface and that's also going to dissolve a lot of water in the air and some fisheries biologists actually 
prefer that type of uh, aeration system over a fountain because it seems to add more oxygen in. Uh, there are also bubbler aerators that you can put down at the bottom of the pond. Now those will work uh, throughout the entire depth of the pond, but the other thing that they'll do though is they'll they'll kick up stuff at the bottom of the pond. So you may kick up some of that organic material that's settled at the bottom of the pond and you may not get as much dissolved oxygen in that because as that organic matter gets moved around in the pond, it's going to decompose faster takes oxygen out, so you're kind of defeating the purpose on that one. I see. So are these devices predominantly electric, or do you are some solar or wind-generated sort of thing? For a very remote location where you may not have any access to electricity, you can try to use a wind-powered aerator. Uh, or solar powered, um, they're not going to be as effective as an electrical system. If you can use some type of electrical system, that one's going to be the most reliable and have the the best results from it. Now, not to say that the, the windmill or the solar powered wouldn't help at all. They're just not going to be as effective as what a, a electrical powered source would be. I see. Where can we go to get more information about these and other things relating to ponds? Well, you can visit your local extension office. Um, we do have several fact sheets on pond management that would be available through local offices. Uh, or you can contact uh, myself at friend at illinois.edu, and uh, I can try to get you the extra information you need. Very good. For another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wasner and Dwayne Friend.